Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Managed print services to keep your printing costs down? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. All right, welcome back, everybody. Bob Stoffer, Brendan Escott with you. You can reach us. We're, we're going to try to see if the lines are working. 780-496-0063, our River Cree Resort Casino Hotline. Again, 780-496-0063. I know that we had some issues uh, getting some calls to that number yesterday. Uh, and you can also text us at 780-496-0063. Ashley Fine Floors text line. We're definitely getting texts. And we will tell you that some guests and orders now receive gift certificates to Roos Chris Steakhouse. Whether you're celebrating a special moment or simply savoring a night on the town, every meal's an occasion at Roos Chris Steakhouse. Sean drops the puck and says, Bob, the Canadians were bad not long ago. They drafted Kakaniemi number three and Suzuki, and now they could win the division. There's lots of examples of teams that were bad for short periods that are now pretty good. What is taking the Oilers so long? And this is an Oilers team that has two of the best players in the league. The Oilers didn't belong in the same rank as the Canadians these past two games. Like, they're not close, says Sean. The power play last year masked a lot of the issues, and those issues still exist today. Uh, five on five, they are a mess. That one comes to us from Sean. Sean, uh, you have some mistakes in your text. Nick Suzuki was not drafted by Montreal. Uh, it was a brilliant trade by Mark Bergevin. The Canadians moved Max Pacioretty to Vegas, and they got back Tomas Tatar, who's at 58 and 61 point seasons the last two years, along with Suzuki and a second round pick. So they didn't draft Suzuki. Uh, Vegas, in their relentless per- pursuit of everybody's best players, uh, traded a first, second, and third to Ken Holland in Detroit to get Tatar, and then flipped Tatar in the offseason with a previous uh, number one that they acquired uh, at the expansion draft uh, that they used to deploy to draft Suzuki. So that's how they got Suzuki. So th- there's a bit of a mistake there. I just want to clarify that there for you. Um, the Oilers had a good season in 16-17, a major disappointment in 17-18. It fell apart in 18-19, and Edmonton was on pace to make the playoffs last year. And I, I don't think too many of you listening to the show would take an issue with that. Edmonton was clearly in second place. Um I know the old saying, if, ands, and buts were candy and you know what. Uh, but the reality is uh, the orders were mere percentage points behind uh, Dallas. Does not take the sting away from losing to Chicago. I don't think Edmonton embarrassed themselves against Chicago. Not when you consider the final two games, the orders outplayed the Blackhawks in both games. But the orders have, uh, there were some uh, weaknesses that were illustrated in that series that unfortunately have continued. And one of those weaknesses is that Edmonton's transition game is not there on defense, and they didn't get any juice out of their third and fourth line. Their third line looked a little bit better last night. Did they uh, belong the same? The Canadians are way better than they were. We might, Montreal, again, there, there are people in the league right now that think the Canadians have the best top four defense in the NHL. That's not even including a kid like Romanov who's a very interesting prospect on the uh, on the back end. 
Sean, you're right. The power play uh, did mask some issues last year. The power play and PK, highest combined special teams. That's why the Oilers needed to improve five on five. They have not seen it, and as a result, they were outplayed in both games against Montreal. So there you go. Uh, again, you can uh, text us at seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. Bob. Uh, they didn't get any juice out of their first or second lines against the Canadians, and they lost the games basically 8-2. to two. That's true. They were not good enough. Uh, Sean, uh, or Jeff adds, uh, enough of the apologies, uh, already just bloody ridiculous. Four games in the season. Says, already bloody ridiculous, says uh, Jeff. Uh, McDavid wants to be paid as the very best. He better start producing like the very best. Okay, there you go. Fletch from Calgary says, embarrassing, but at least not one hard-spent, earned dollar watching it at the arena. It's performances like this that get coaches fired, uh, but Tippett's going nowhere, so it's entirely on the overpaid lack of effort millionaire players, question mark. This is on the players. Can you hear me, Dreisaitl, says Fletch in Calgary. Bob, uh, when was the last time the Edmonton Oilers knocked a trade out of the park? Did they win the, uh, and I know a lot of you are not very happy with Zach Cassian, but they got Zach Cassian for Ben Scrivens. Did they win that trade? I would suggest to you that given that Scrivens retired like more than a couple years ago, they probably won the trade for Cassian. And certainly during the course of the 2016-17 playoffs against uh, St. Louis, many of you were big on Cassian. In fact, most of you were big on Cassian until about 30 games ago. And he struggled a bit to score five on, he had 15 five on five goals last year. Did they win that trade? Uh, other trades off the top. I'm just trying to think in terms of how they acquired players. 780-496-0063. You know, it's, it's, it's been two years under the, uh, new regime, but you know, have they absolutely crushed a team in a deal? Let's go to wait. Actually, <laughs> To start the 2019 season, many of you uh, had thought that Ken Holland had taken uh, Brad Trey living to the woodhouse, the woodshed. i got to stop uh, converging things there on the Neal for Lucic trade. I think if James Neal doesn't get hurt last year and we play a full season, Neal probably scores 26 or 27 goals. I do think the team has missed Neal. I don't think Neal's uh, the same player he once was, but he has scored 20 goals 10 times in his career. What I would say to you is, They've missed having another goalie that can play besides Koskinen, and management has to accept some responsibility for what transpired today. Absolutely. Especially since many of you are clamoring for a change in the tandem of Koskinen and Smith. Uh, so they've missed not having another option to start the first two back-to-backs. That's because it affected them in Game 3. They also miss what Smith brings them. By all reports, you know, and, and think about it, kind of makes sense sometimes there's there's different generations of players more more players today have their you know their their heads in their phones and a little quieter and mike smith and james neal are not quiet personalities so i i think the orders of i think they were helped brendan you tell me do you think they were helped last night by the addition of chris russell back in the lineup what do you think yeah he nearly brought them right back into that game ringing the crossbar and which could have made it three two so uh, yeah they're the veteran presence in, in my opinion has been lacking for sure 
Uh, Wade and Red Deer. Wow. The, okay, here we go. Bob, I'm okay with the team waiting and seeing how things develop, and I'm also okay with the team trading Connor. Wade, you win. I believe you're the first text that we've had on this show uh, in the six seasons since Connor's been here that has done this. But, I mean, only if the team gets Jones or Wierenski and a goalie with Dubois in a big swap kind of thing from Wade and Red Deer. Oh, boy, boy, boy. Shaner texts the show to say, uh, I'm hoping this four-game road trip and all the guys together away from the home will turn our season around from Shaner. You know, just going back to Wade's text, that reminded me, I, in, in 1982, after the uh, Oilers lost to the LA Kings, I was having a conversation with a guy who has spent the last 38 years working in hockey. And he actually said to me, he, he thought maybe the Oilers should trade Gretzky to Chicago. He goes, you could probably get Savard, Larm, or Savard, uh, Secord, and Wilson in the deal. So first, you know, Savard was a pretty good center. Uh, Secord was a really good power forward. And Doug Wilson was an excellent puck moving defenseman. That's what happens. Again, effort level isn't there. Why do most teams seem to want it more? That text comes into us. Keep bringing it. Uh, it's all part of what today is. Bob, you need to ban Wade from Red Deer. <laughs> I think the texter's half joking there. Bob, what is Mike Smith's injury? You know what? We've not received clarity on that from Ken Holland. The only person that had an opportunity to interview Ken Holland was uh, Reed Wilkins. Um, I'm just going to guess. I mean, it happened in the warm-up. That's what was crazy about it. There you go. Texas 780-496-0063. This text comes in saying from Mike. He says, Bob, it's too early to throw in the towel. Yes, it is too early. We're four games into the season. But you got to wonder if Ken Holland has something in the works. My targets would be McDonough, Vlasic, Flurry, and Georgiev. My targets would not be McDonough and Vlasic. They're limited in their puck-moving abilities. I mean, McDonough's a heck of a defenseman, but he's older, big ticket. Vlasic's got uh, a lengthy, long-term deal. He's paid too much money for what he does. Uh, Flurry, yep, I'd be interested in Flurry, and I'd be interested in Gorgiev as well. Absolutely. Those two make sense, Mike. Uh, 7804960063 or Ashley Fine Floors text line. Again, we're having an issue just with a little bit of uh, transference with, uh, all the stuff we have going on between the building and the respective show hosts doing the shows from their houses with our phone lines right now. Bob, Neil replacing Ch- Chase on the power play makes a difference? Question mark. He adds a legitimate option net front, not only getting in the sight lines, but for quick plays in front of Lynette. Uh, also, are we aware now, aware of, of how valuable Clef Bomb is to the decor? Most fans don't seem to understand how he eats up valuable minutes. Well, we'll start with Neil. There might be a analytics suggestion to suggest the others were actually more effective with Chase on the power play last season than Neil. To me, what got the Oilers power play going and got it heated early was James Neal. I also think Neal is... You know, the guy scored 20 goals 10 times in his career. Let's face it, according to the NHL, he did it 11 times during the year because the Oilers had to give up a third-round pick. It's funny how that worked out. They prorated Neal's accomplishments, but they did not prorate the numbers for Drysaddle and McDavid last year. Uh, Anyhow, minor little quibbly thing there. Uh, How valuable Clefbaum is. I think we knew that Clefbaum was going to be a challenge. uh, That injury was going to be a challenge to overcome. 
Caleb Jones was given that first opportunity. I think a lot of us had hope that Caleb could, you know, graduate and take on some more minutes. There's, there's going to be some growing pains along the way here. That's a given. The other thing is, frankly, I mean, I really like Darnell Nurse, but he had a tough night fighting the puck last night. And he's another guy that's, that's being challenged to take on some more minutes. I also think you got to get Cuckoo back on the, the left side. I think you can live with Nurse, Russell, and Cuckoo. And then, given the compressed schedule, slot Jones in there as well. Mainly, you know, rotating kind of Jones, Russell, and Cuckoo through the second and third line left pairing side. I'm going to be intrigued to see how they handle the Bouchard situation. Because again, I got to tell you, it's my belief that Evan Bouchard has the highest offensive ceiling of any Oilers defenseman. Bob, Drysettle's contract is great. The second line has been the best line in four terrible defensive games. Stop blaming our best guys for lack of secondary scoring and poor defense uh, from Luke. Well, that's, you know, that's kind of the age-old thing, right? Like, there are writers that love to take shots at teams' best players and blame the best players on teams that are deficient. Um. And you know what? When the best players don't produce offensively, that comes with the territory. You know, last year, or two years ago in 2019, Tampa Bay crashed out of the Stanley Cup playoffs after a great year. Nikita Kucherov had 128 points in the regular season, got himself tossed out of the series with a cheap shot. I think he had one point in the entire series. Point, Kucherov, and Stamkos combined for five points in their four-game sweep loss to the Columbus Blue Jackets. If those guys were in a Canadian market, they would have had the crap kicked out of them uh, by people. But they kind of got to hide a bit in Tampa. And then Tampa made some alterations further down their lineup and won a Stanley Cup without even having a healthy uh, Stephen Samkos last year. Now, so this past uh, uh, fall, by the time it got done, now think about Connor McDavid, Leon Draisaitl, and Ryan Nugent Hopkins combining for 21 points in a four-game playoff series against Chicago. Most of you would look at that objectively and say those guys were productive. The Oilers had some challenges on the third line. The team continues to give up too many goals from the point. It happened again last night. Chicago scored nine goals in the play-on series, a play-in series, shots on the point. So to me, Edmonton's an unfinished product. People don't like hearing that, but that's where they're at. And I'll be honest, I expected the defense to move the puck better. Um, I thought by having Forsberg, they would, if something were to happen to Koskinen and Smith, they'd at least have a guy. And unfortunately, things got altered differently for Edmonton. And Edmonton has to look in the mirror a bit on that one as to, you know, should we have gone a different route? Did we need to protect Lagasson? Should we have protected Forsberg? I'm sure that conversation existed internally. By the way, Lagason, you know, you got to be able to move the puck. He, he had three shots that were blocked last night that he tried to get through to the point. He did He did battle. But he, the guy gives you what he's got. He competes. Um, again, I'm almost certain Bear is going to be back in tomorrow night against the Maple Leafs in Toronto. We're going to step out. It's 1248 at Edmonton, and this is Oilers now. This is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Well, there's no question Connor McDavid, Leon Dreisettle in particular, got to get going on the Oilers power play 0 for 10 in the last two games and uh, lost momentum. 
Those guys traditionally have been quite productive. I think that's a fair assessment to make. Bob Stauffer, Brendan Escott with you. We are going to go back into the Ashley Fine Floors text line. Uh, we are, though at this time, going to go to the Oilers Now Injury Report for James H. Brown Injury Lawyers. When accidents happen, go to jameshbrown.com. Trent Brown, I would say the best football player that the University of Alberta uh, produced over the course of the last 30 years. Jim Brown, involved with the Edmonton Oil Kings for a number of years. They want you to stay safe and stay positive. And back at the 630 Chad Studios, uh, here's Brendan Escott. Oh, third overall draft pick, Tim Stutzel, will miss tonight's game for Ottawa against Winnipeg with an undisclosed injury. He did not skate with the team this morning, listed as day-to-day right now, although it's not believed to be major. Across the ice, the Jets are still without Patrick Laine. He's dealing with an upper body issue. Bruins defenseman Matt Grizzlick left yesterday's game against the Islanders, did not return after getting tangled with Jordan Eberle. Head coach Bruce Cassidy with no update there post-game. And uh, Kings rookie Alex Turcott remaining week-to-week with a lower body injury that he suffered in the gold medal game against Canada at the World Juniors. All right, this text comes in. Ha, 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 the chiseler. Bob, as your biggest fan, I'm not sugarcoating this or wearing a Walkman. I told you about 18 separate times. I'm not pragmatic or a jerk. But the team defense definitely needs to be better. I'm concerned. Uh clamoring for changes yes but not jumping off the wall as the president of pompey nightclub association uh thought cali girls were your uh favorite song back in 1987 thank you uh for clarifying that one for me out please bob don't ban me yeah, I'm not a big fan, big fan of uh, abandoned guys on the text line. You're allowed to to bring some heat and so show some uh, frustration. And, and believe me, you are today, and it's all quite understandable. Uh, Todd from Troshu says, Bob, hate to see it, but this has been the same frail team that I've been watching a long time. They're great when they're ahead and score first, but the minute things go sideways... Uh, uh, forget about it. You can see it in the players' faces. One bad goal, and the whole team gets down. 0 for 7 on the power play. Are you kidding me? Yes, it's a work in progress, but there's still a lot of work to be done. Um, again, I thought the team was going to have greater depth up front. That has not uh, borne out here. Now, they they haven't had Haas who I had penciled in as a fourth-line center, or James Neal, who I had playing on one of the four left-wing spots. Uh, frankly, I thought we might have seen Bouchard by now get a game. Uh, I'm going to be intrigued to see what happens with him. I think he might be able to surprise. 21 points, final 26 games in the American Hockey League, a plus player on not a very good team, uh, reported 9 to 11 pounds sh- uh, lighter this year uh, than he did at the start of the 2019-20 season. And, you know, there's... Like when I watched Adam Boquist play in the playoff playing series for Chicago, I you know frankly watching London play the year before, I thought Bouchard was way better than Boquist. So we'll see. Been wrong before, but I'll make a bet on uh, a Boquist. Brendan, how about how about this? Like we're sitting here having this conversation on the start of the year. The power plays like two for eighteen in the first four games. You're sitting there. If I told you before last night's game that Edmonton was going to get seven power plays, do you think the Oilers would have won the game? Oh, yeah. I I think that they would have had three. 
two or three on seven yeah. chances for sure based on last year. So let's give credit where credit's due. Like Rob Brown said before game two of the season against Vancouver, he said, Bob, if Vancouver takes penalties, Edmonton's going to win the game tonight. And Tyler Mott took two power plays, and the Oilers scored on the first two power plays, and they scored right over, uh, right after the conclusion of the third power play. And they won the game. So uh, that, to me, is the biggest surprise. It, it, uh, how, how can it not be a surprise to anybody that the power plays looked as bad as it did the last two nights? Are we also, as much as we're, we're, we're focused in our own myopic frustration with what's occurring with the Oilers right now, and that's been the reoccurring theme for many of the texters out there, are we also maybe not giving credit where there should be some credit here as well to Montreal? Fast, quick forwards. They played with pace. Uh, they attacked the Oilers. Uh, they went after. They pressured the Oilers' defense. They didn't back down physically. Gallagher got run from behind by Darnell Nurse. Three minutes left in the game on uh, Saturday night. Responded last night. Took a shot in the second. Just buried uh, Darnell Nurse in the second period. That, that, you know, they talked about the Trident last year for the Canadians when they pulled off the upset against Pittsburgh. A better team, may I add, than Edmonton with championship caliber players like Sidney Crosby, most would consider the best all around player in the world. Uh, and Montreal knocked them off. And then, you know, got boxed out against Philly and then got Josh Anderson up front and Joel Edmondson on defense. Like Montreal's got a pretty good team, but I get it. The show's called Oilers now. Uh, Rugged from Saskatoon says, Bob, I picked the Habs to win the division, so not too worried that the Oilers didn't win. Uh, but can we get the dynamite line back together? They could park Cahoon in front of uh, Connor's line, let uh, let Cass and Connor cycle, and what's up with uh, McLeod? Young energy can lift spirits. Let's go. Yeah, there's, uh, you know, of course, I have not, I don't know if the Oilers have officially put that out. I know the team's in the process of flying right now. Uh, but, but, sounds like, um, Ryan McLeod has been uh, sent to the minors. Bob, Terry has texted the show to say, Bob, if Edmonton would have played with the desperation show in the last minute, they might have a chance. I think we need some players that grind it out more, especially with a defensive core like the Canadians. You need to get in there and grind away. Pure talent isn't going to win, uh, that battle, in my opinion. Joel Edmondson won a Stanley Cup playing in second pairing in St. Louis with Alex Petrangelo. Okay, Petrangelo was the puck mover, and he's a hell of a puck mover. Uh, but he they they shielded Petrangelo away from uh, first pairing matchups against opposition top teams, top lines by playing Bomeister with Pareko. And the Canadians have kind of followed the suit a bit with a huge defense where everybody's 6'3 or 6'4, which, why, which is why I keep mentioning Bouchard, Broberg, and Sam Rukov, which does nothing in the short term for the fans. I get that. I get that. But there might be a lesson left. Uh, Kane says, Bob, the orders are too small. We need to get pushed around. Would you trade Kara for McElrath? <laughs> well, if I could play seven defensemen, yeah, I would. At this stage, I would. Uh, you might need McElrath for when Edmonton starts playing Ottawa and Calgary. You might need a guy that can take care of that stuff so guys like Darnell Nurse don't have to do it because they're going to need Darnell on the ice. It is 12.59. We'll try to fit some texts in at uh, one twenty. We're going to spend 15 minutes with Spec today. Uh, hear from Chris Johnson as well. But we're going to go off to a global news weather traffic update. Eileen Bell. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad.